Hey everyone, welcome to a very special episode of Dads and Dragons. In the next three episodes, we're going to be playing D&D with our littlest dragons. And in this episode, we get to play with my favorite player, their mom. This kicks off the final story arc of season one, and we're excited to do it. So let's get right into it. Welcome to Dads and Dragons. Welcome to Dads and Dragons. I'm Ryan, your Dungeon Master. And for this very special episode, we have some new guest players. To my left, we have... Colin, I'm eight years old. I am playing Tiger. He's a Dragonborn Sorcerer. And to my left, I have... I'm Christian. I'm seven years old. I'm playing Dragon Keeper Druid... Human Druid. Perfect. And to my left... I have mom, and I'm not going to say how old I am. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But I am playing Talia, a human rogue. Welcome back, Talia, and welcome mom and Christian and Colin to Dads and Dragons. Yay! (laughs) Colin, how excited are you to play on Dads and Dragons? As much as I am excited to eat pizza. Wow. That's That's a lot. That's pretty excited. That is pretty exciting. I guess we should make sure that we are renaming the podcast for the next couple episodes to Moms and Dads and Dragons. M-D-D. M-D-D. M-D and D. Perfect. Dad. K or kids and kids and mom and dads and dragons. That's too long. Whoa. Kids and Moms and dads and dragons? Is that what? Oh, I yes. see. Yes. Well, that's in this case, true. the kids are the dragons. Oh, mm. look at that. <laughs> and Christian, what do you like about playing D&D? I like playing it because um, it's fun. Nice. It is pretty fun. Yeah. And mom, what do you like about playing Dungeons and Dragons? A lot of things. This is kind of how you and I met. It's true. In many ways. That is true. So um, there's that, and it's just fun to play with the kids. Yeah, it is. Yay, they like playing with us. (laughs) And it's a lot of that. That's why. All right, great. We're going to start with Talia. Talia, you have snuck into the Simic Combine with nothing but your wits and your rogues tools that you have once again broken out from your closet and taken on the persona of the nightshade. Good for me. Yeah. The nightshade was a short-lived vigilante who was, in her alternate identity, was a reporter. And she was trying to not just write the news anymore, but also trying to help out and maybe even make the news a little bit. So she's got a little bit of that in her, but she realized through helping our other heroes that there's 
plenty to be done and you don't necessarily need to be sneaking around to do it all. But with all that said, here she is again in her black cloak and black suit and her mask and all of her thieves tools breaking into the Simic Combine because she has heard some very interesting rumors about things that are happening deep in the Combine that should not be happening at all. And she's been hot on this story and really needs to get to the bottom of it. So we are going to start with Talia making a check with her thieves tools to pick the lock of a dungeon cell. Cool. I can handle that. So dexterity plus proficiency is a 14. Nice. You deftly click open the lock after a couple of tries and the door swings open. Inside this small cell are two beds. And on one of them is a small human boy who is wearing kind of like a nurse's outfit, like scrubs. Uh, he looks like, um, how old, uh, Christian, how old would you say Dragon Keeper is? 20. 20. So he's a young man, 20 years old. And he's lying there in bed in this cell. In the cell bed across from him is a creature like you've never seen before. This creature is part man and part dragon. What part is man and what part is dragon? Uh, the whole body. The whole body. He is a man in that he has arms and legs, like a person. But his head is a dragon and his tail is a dragon. And what color dragon is your character tiger, Colin? Uh, reddish, bluish, purplish. Oh, he's shiny. He's got shiny shimmering scales that are multicolored. I like it. Cool. And he is asleep on the bed next to him. Have you never seen a creature like this before? Even though there are many, many different kinds of creatures in Ravnica, this is the first time you've seen one that's part person and part dragon. So what you know about the Simic Guild is that they like to combine creatures together in these experiments, these bio-experiments, to create the perfect kind of creature. And so while you've never seen a creature like this before, you can imagine that this is definitely something that the Simic have been working on and maybe a key to your story. All right. Make, we need both of you two to make a perception check to see if the door opening wakes you up. Perception. Yeah. What's that one? Perception is a skill. It's in the middle column there. Perception. 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 Right. Zero. Okay, so roll a 20-sided dice and add zero. 19. 19 for Colin? Mm-hmm. And Christian? Nine. A nine. All right. Nine. So we are going to say that if you rolled higher than a 10, then you get woken up by the creaking door that wakes up. So who woke up? Me. All right. So what? how do you react when you see a... A woman in a black cloak and a black costume. I would be scared and I would like hide into a ball. And then when I saw my hands, I'd be like, I just faint. Oh, perfect. 
Okay. So you see this dragon creature get up and see you, and he starts backing up into the corner, and then he looks at his hands and notices something and just faints. And when he faints, he falls out of bed, and Christian will say that that wakes up your character. Now, can I tell you something about your character? Your character is actually a member of the Simic Combine. And why would he be in prison? That's kind of weird, right? Your character decided that making these dragon characters was not a good idea. And so he woke one up. It just happened to be Colin's character, Tiger. But you got caught. And when you got caught, they threw you both into this jail cell. Oh, man. And how did that make you feel? Sad. Oh, okay. You were sad to be caught? That's a very sad face. <laughs> that is a very sad face. <laughs> Christian likes to make faces. I wish that this was a video podcast that you could watch him because his faces are pretty epic. Really that's epic for sure. is what he means to say. A man of few words, but many faces, that's for sure. All right, Talia, you have made an incredible discovery and realized that you need to get these two out of here as fast as possible because this is where the story is going to be at. This is the break in your story that you've been looking for. Nice. So you are deep inside this Simic building, which is underground. And it's kind of like, imagine a mad scientist laboratory. Okay. And you're back in the back part of it where these little prisoner cells are at. And you were just looking around there and decided to open one up, and that's how you ended up here. So in order to get out, you have to go back through a room that you snuck through to get in here. But now you've got two people with you. It might not be quite as easy. Well, I probably would start off by trying to talk to them. Okay. So why don't you introduce yourself to them? What, do, what, what does Talia say? Um, what is my name? My The Nightshade. The Nightshade. Yes. Trying to decide if she would use that, and I feel like she totally would. She totally would. Actually, so. she really does like that name. <laughs> she got she caught a little heat for it from uh, the first time. It was kind of a uh, Guardians of the Galaxy moment mm-hmm. where they didn't quite recognize who she was. Gotcha. But she's really proud of this name. Okay. So if the young man is now awake, I will look at him and say, Hey. I need you guys to come with me. I know I look scary, but Nightshade doesn't hurt the innocent. (laughs) I think you should come with me and I'll help you get out of here. Dragon Keeper, what do you say? Okay. Very good. That's awesome. I guess we better wake up that one first. So what, what do you think is the best way to wake up Tiger? He's a dragon, so he'll probably pray fire if you do it the wrong way. All right, Dragon Keeper, we're going to let you decide how to wake up Tiger. How would you wake your brother up if you had to? Um, I would... I would talk to him to wake him up. Okay. What, what do you say to him? Wake up, Tiger. Okay. Good job. Perfect. 
So you kneel over next to him and you pat him on the cheek a little bit and you say, wake up, tiger. And tiger starts to roll over a little bit. Tiger, you're waking up now and you have not seen yourself as a dragon before, but now you see that you have big claws. Did you have big claws before? No. No. What were you before? I was a just a human sorcerer. Okay. Which was lucky enough to get into what was so-called a thing, which would help people not be bullied. And I was bullied a lot at sorcerer school, so I thought, maybe I'll be lucky enough to get into this. Okay. And then it was actually... As the first test subject to become a dragon. Boy. It was a trick. I see. This is a great backstory. Nice. This is awesome. And also goblins killed my mom and dad. Yes, that was part of your backstory for sure. <laughs> and we will explore that for sure in the future. Colin is super excited to build out the backstory of his character, which I love. All right. Talia, it sounds like they are waking up and from Dragon Keepers, okay. It sounds like they're ready to go with you. Great. I need you guys to follow me very quietly. All right. To do that, we're going to do a skill check again. This one is for stealth. Uh, 20 sided to die? That's right. Okay. Okay. So stealth is in that middle section again, all the way down the bottom in the S's. Um, plus one. Okay. Higher than 10? Uh, in this case, I'm not going to tell you what you have to get. Do you want our numbers? Yes, and I, I am going to roll, and I'm going to roll a dice for the guards to see if they roll higher than you. They're probably going to roll higher because I got an eye. All right, yeah. let's see. Okay, I got my roll. Colin, you got a nine. Christian, what'd you get? Thirteen. Ooh, that's pretty good. Nineteen. A nineteen. They rolled. A one. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible guards. So let me describe to you this room that you're sneaking through first. And I'll describe the guards to you. You're sneaking through the growth chamber. And inside this growth chamber are many capsules that you can see are full of cloudy green water that that glow a little bit from the light uh, that's shining on them. And inside you can see shadowy creatures moving around like there's living things inside these growth chambers. The guards are elves that have blue and red and purple skin and giant claws like a crab. I think I'd be pretty good to blend in if I had a cloak and a hood. (laughs) Possibly, because you're the same colors, right? And I have got claws. Here's a picture of them, and I will put this picture up on our Twitter feed, too, so people can see it when they listen to the podcast. They can go see us. Can you see that guy? Yeah, I probably blend in pretty well, I'd say. Except for you have a big dragon head, and he has just a regular elf head. I could use a cloak. That would be good. So I could put the hood over my head and say, someone... My arms got cut off because they're way too big to fit through a doorway. <laughs> Your crab arms got cut off. So. Okay. Yeah. So with that roll, you sneak in halfway into the room. Now let's make another roll to see if they they catch you as you try and cross the middle part of the room. 
Okay, H- higher than what? I rolled, and now you roll. I got a three. Okay. I'm going to do 20. Unless Christian? I got a five. A five? Uh-oh. I got a three. I got a 21. You got a 21? Yeah. They rolled an 11. And in D&D rules, if less than half of the group makes the roll, then you get spotted. So, in this case, as you guys were sneaking across the open area, you tried to time it while their backs were turned, but one of them turned around, and he saw you guys. Oh, no. Well, they're going to see me because I'm standing with you guys. So, as much as I was quiet, and Christian just said that I wasn't... I wouldn't get seen. That would be true if it was just me. That's right. But since I'm with you guys, they see me too. So three guards start running over in your direction and shouting at you. Hey, stop it. Get back here. I'm going to go first. Well, there's actually a way to determine that. We're going to roll our initiative. Initiative? Yes. And it's a number that's right in the middle of your screen. They have a plus four, so they have a total of 14 as their number. Oh, no, that's not them. That's That's Talia. (laughs) They have just a 10. Initiative for me is one. Okay, so roll the dice and add one. What dice? 20 sided. Pretty good roll. I got 20 because I've got a plus one and I got 19. Perfect. For initiative. I got a 14. A 14? I got an eight. Oh, okay. True well, to form. I always roll poorly you on do initiative. Always, you do always go last, don't you, Mom? All That's okay. The time. That is okay. They're running over to attack you and try and capture you again. There's three of them, and they are going to go after Christian. So we're going to start with the one who got a 20. Okay. I will cast the spell Firebolt. Great. Um, which dice? 20? Uh, 20-sided dice for Firebolt. Yeah. And it should say, it should have a plus next to your, next to Firebolt that tells you how high you have to roll. Um, plus five. Okay, that should be pretty easy. Okay. And to hit this guy, though, is very high. You have to get... I got 16. A 16. Great. That's what you needed to get. I was just about to say 16. Make sure you talk to your microphone. I got a 16. I burn him. All right. Now you roll the damage for Firebolt. Does it say the damage next to it? Damage. 1, 9, 10. Or 1D10? Yeah. There we go. So roll a 10-sided dice and tell me what that is. 3. 3. All right. He does get scorched, but it's not enough to put him down. He must be like... There's a dragonborn with them. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, it's Dragon Keeper's turn. You see these guards. Do you think that any of these guards used to be your friends? No. No? All right, you didn't like these guys? Okay, so what do you do to them? I will do Ice Knife. Ice Knife, that's a great one to do to these guys because it'll hit them and then it'll shoot everybody else next to them. You need to roll the hit first. Um, how much do you need to do? I hit him for... Tell him what you rolled. That plus that. 
I rolled a 19 plus a 5. Whoa, you blast him with the ice knife. Great. So this magical blade of ice shoots out from your hands and hits the guy in the front. And roll the damage for that. I rolled a 7. A 7. Wow. So that plus the 3 that Colin did before means that now he has 10 damage. Now what happens with Ice Knife is that each creature within 5 feet of it has to succeed on a dexterity saving throw or take another 2d6 cold damage. So when the Ice Knife breaks up, this big burst of cold air hits everybody around them. So they're going to roll against your wisdom is a plus three. Uh-oh. They only rolled a nine. So now you need to roll 2d6. Hey, roll those two and add them together. I got a four plus a two. What is that total? S- six. Six more? That means that the guy that you both hit, the guy in the front, he falls down. He's taken too much damage. He got burnt and then immediately got hit with ice, cold. Okay, so he's basically. And he falls down. So he's basically in the middle because he just. And he was in the middle, yeah. Yep. So he is down, but the other two guys are still coming after you. They took six damage now. I'll make a note of that. So all they had to do was take four more damage. Probably. Well, what do you think? You hit him for three, and then Christian hit him for six, and then he hit him for six more. I thought he hit him for seven. Oh, seven. You're right. Yes. He hit him for, you hit him for three, hit him for seven, and then six more. So somewhere under 16. You don't know yet exactly, though. Okay. And it's their turn. They're both going to attack you. What about, what about her? Talia? She goes very last. Okay. With their claws, they make two attacks. I think their priority is to capture Tiger again. They definitely don't want him to escape. So they're both going to try and capture. One's going to try and capture you, and the other one is going to try and get rid of the of you two. But if he can't do that, he might go and try and sound the alarm. We'll see. All right. I need to know your armor class, Colin. 14. 14. Okay. Well, he got a 16 and a 16, so he hits you twice. Uh oh. That's not good because he does 1d6 plus 4 slashing damage. That's 5 and 8. What's 5 plus 8? That's. That's 13. 13. Okay, so he does 13 damage to you. That's one below my armor class. Uh, it's below your armor class, but now we're talking about your hit points. Right now you have 16 hit points. But what's 16 minus 13? That's three. Yeah, That's so three. what's going to happen if you get hit again? Death. Oh, man, not good. They don't want to That's maybe true. Maybe they just don't want you to escape. Okay, so you two need to do something to help protect Tiger, but let's see if this other guy can hit you. Let's go against Christian. 
You said that he's not friends with you, right? He rolled a nine to hit you. What's your armor class? Fifteen. Okay. And then he rolled a twenty. He rolled a fourteen plus six. That's twenty. So he hits you one time for five slashing damage. So his big claw just chomps on you and just grabs you by the shoulder. Ow, that must have hurt. Yeah. So they've grabbed both of you now. Let's see. And it's Talia's turn. Well, I am going to try to hit them with my crossbow. I don't think I want to get too close to those crab hands if I can avoid it. For sure. So I am going to shoot probably the one that is holding Dragon Keeper. Okay. What about me? I agree with you. I don't think they want you dead. So I'm going to try and get this guy out and then he can help me get the other guys. The guy that's holding you. Sound good? All right. That's my plan. So I got a 19. That's a hit. Great. And since he's right next to your ally, you get your sneak attack damage as well. Ooh. What's my sneak attack? I think it's 2d6. It might be more. Neat. Check out your paper. It is... 3d6 is your sneak attack at 5th level. 5th level, 3d6. So good. So good. All right, so damage is... 24. Wow. Holy cow. That is a crossbow to to be reckoned with. Um, How about this? You get a perfect shot, and it actually knocks his crab claw, just disconnects it, and it just falls off. And he falls to the ground. Probably yelling and screaming. Yeah, he's he's not happy. And Christian, you uh, are just standing there, and you're being held by this guy with this giant crab claw, and then suddenly it's just a crab claw that's hanging onto your arm. And you shake it, and it falls down to the ground. (laughs) Ew. Ew. The good one, yeah, ooh, for sure. Shake it off there, boy. Shake it off. Good deal. Shake it off. Okay. And it's back up to the top of the next round. So that means that, Colin, you get to go first. You've got a guy that's attacking you, and you are feeling like he could kill you this next round. you got to do something. And you're feeling something really deep and primal inside of you. Something that you have never felt before, but it's some deep magic and it's connected to your dragon, your new dragon form. What do you think Tiger will do? I'm going to missile him. (laughs) (laughs) You could, but you are kind of a dragon, right? Do you remember what dragons can do? I already used my fire. Oh, that, their firebolt is is a magic spell. Yeah, this is different. I'll breathe fire. That's more like it. Prepare to be my corn on a cup. Oh, I see the problem. You're only seeing your spells. So you can't see your actions. I'm sorry. Did you just say prepare to be my corn on the cup? It's meat. Oh, corn dog. <laughs> I meant to say corn dog. <laughs> 
I wish I had some <coughs> red right now. <laughs> Huge, gigantic loaves. <laughs> oh, and then I can make seafood crab cakes. I'm sure there was a thing, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Crab cakes are a thing. Okay. <laughs> so you're going to make crab cakes after you beat this guy? Yeah, I am. <laughs> you open up your mouth to yell at him, but instead of a yell, it's a roar. And right behind the roar comes a big blast of fire. What does it do? Read to me what that does. You can use your action to ex exhale destructive energy. Your draconic and stressy determines the size, shape, and damage of exhalation. Good job. Wow. <laughs> when you see your breath weapon, each creature in the area... And the exhalation must make a saving throw, the type of which is determined by your dramatic the DC for your saving throw equals 8 plus your constitution. Constitution. Yes. Modifier. Your prophecy. Wow, these are big Proficiency. words, dude. Proficiency. 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 Bonus of creature. <laughs> Apparently, big words are all French. Two nice six damage on fail on a failed save. Okay. And half as much damage on a successful one. The damage increases to three d six at sixth level, forty six at eleventh level, and five. D6 at 16th level. After you use your breath weapon, you can't use it again until you com complete a short or long rest. Good job. All right. Thank you very much. So your breath weapon is a cone of fire. And it's a limited use. Yes, limited use. So, so you press the box? Uh, yes, press the box. To I'm check pressing out. the box. Great. Okay, that means that you used it. So he is going to roll to see if it misses him. But since he's right there in your face and he's kind of grabbing you with his claws, I'm going to give him disadvantage. That means I'm going to roll two dice and take the lowest number. Uh-oh, you're lucky because he rolled a 20 on one dice, but the other dice, he rolled a three. So he gets hit with the full blast right in his face. Okay, so how much... So what... Do I roll the 20-sided die? Now you roll the damage, which is 2d6. 2d6. Oh, uh, six up the die. Wait, sorry. It's a four. And then roll it one more time. A five. Okay, nine damage. That was a good blast. And it just chars him. He's completely charred black now. And he falls down to the ground as well. Ooh, smelly. Yes, it smells like crab cakes. Good job. You make I don't cakes. have to cook them. I don't have to cook them. They're, they're I just have cooked. to chop them you up. You just cooked them right there. So. <laughs> I have to chop them up and then mix them together. Yeah. It's Now it smells like cooked seafood in here. And all three of them are down on the ground. But you can hear noises coming in the distance. You better make a run for it. Oh, we better hurry. Let's go. Hurry. Make one more stealth check for me. Okay, stealth check. 
to see if you can make it out of here successfully. Okay, now what I do where I roll a 20-sided die? Yes. Okay, plus one. I got 21. Great. I make it out of there successfully. All right. Christian, how did Dragon Keeper do? I got a seven. Whoa. That's not very good. And Talia? 21. Two 21s. Well, since more than half of you made it, you are able to quickly and sneakily get out of this part of the building. We hope you be quiet. Don't worry. As so, long as you're not screaming, then we're fine. <laughs> exactly. Talia leads you back to a tunnel that she snuck into, a little access tunnel. And you crawl up and out, and you find yourselves up on the streets of Ravnica. It's like, and I'm like, Addison, I haven't seen it so long. Yeah, I've just it's been, been a while. candles. It's been a, it's been a while since you've been outside. What's that noise? I heard something click. I think that was the door. Well, people might be coming, so we should hurry. Yes. But Talia, I think there's more in there that you want to find out. You've gotten a big clue, but something is going on in there. We can give you an even bigger scoop, because I think I remember something. And he does remember things. He was part of the company. Wow, that is such an amazing offer. And I am totally going to take you up on that at some point. But I need you to get to safety first so that you can be safe. I need you guys to do something for me. Can you do that? Sure. But first, can you buy me a cloak? I don't want people seeing that there's a dragon human around. You might have to go figure that one out on your own. Because I've got to go back in there and get some more information. But here's what I need you guys to do. You ready? I need you to take this letter to the Coliseum. And I need you to find a minotaur named Yarvin. Can you do that for me? Yes. Sure. Do you remember his name? Yarvin, 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 Yarvin. That sounds like a yes. Okay, take this letter and give it to Yarvin. He's a minotaur. And he's a minotaur and he loves to perform. So you're going to enjoy that a lot. And it looks like Dragon Keeper just took the letter from me. Good deal. In his action-oriented, as opposed to (laughs) word-oriented style. (laughs) Okay, so I give the letter to Dragon Keeper. And I tell you guys, go, hurry, before they come out. And where's the nearest shop? I need to find a cloak. Do you have any money? I have a purse. (laughs) I'm pretty sure there's still a bit of money in there. I'll give it to Dragon Keeper. I think you're wearing just some basic patient tunic. From the experiments. From the experiments. Okay. So you guys are going to have to hurry, but it is early in the morning and nobody is out on the street right now because it's so early. So if you guys hurry, you can go find Yarvin and Yarvin can help you get a cloak. Yay! All right. Okay. Okay, great. We will pick up again just outside the Coliseum. And thank you, Mom. You bet. We appreciate you being here for this episode. Mm -hmm. And we're excited to get back down into the Simic Lair to find out what's really going on down there. Something very nefarious, that's for sure. I'll give you a hint. I was their first person. So, what's gonna, what happened to me is gonna happen to every single person down there. Whoa, dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun.
If you hadn't done that, I was going to. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again next week on Dads and Dragons. Yay! Okay, bye. Hey, thanks for sticking around. So my eight-year-old has been begging for months and months to be part of the podcast. Uh, he loves to play D&D. He loves to come up with stories, as you heard. A lot of that backstory that he was making up and things that he was doing today, I heard for the first time, the same time that you did. He has such a wild imagination, and it's great to play with him. Uh, I guess that's the thing I wanted to point out today, is that you're going to get all different players uh, among your kids if you play with your kids. Some will be completely into it and love the story. Some will be kind of meh, so-so. Uh, my seven-year-old was not dragged into it. He wanted to play, but really wasn't too into jumping in and putting up new ideas. And that's okay. I was glad to have him be a part of it. Super excited. Man, I was super excited to get to play with Julie and have her be part of the podcast too. We play in a game with friends uh, every week. And I have been playing role-playing games with her since 1994, probably. It's been a long time. And it's like she mentioned, it's something that brought us together in the first place. So glad that you guys got to get to listen to her for a little bit. She's going to be back again when we bring the heroes in for our grand finale. And that's going to be quite the episode. So stick around for two more episodes here with our little dragons and then get ready for the grand finale of season one. I'm super stoked about it. I think they're going to like it. I know you're going to like it. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at Dads and Dragons or send us an email at ryan at dadsanddragons.com. We love hearing from you and we're glad you're there. Thanks. And from all of us, we appreciate you listening. Thank you.